When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to our Friday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Mary Kay Cabin and I talk about the players on the Browns roster who would be most affected by a lengthy or year-long suspension of quarterback Deshaun Watson. So we go through our lists and come up with some of the players who, like I said, would be most affected if Deshaun Watson is in fact unable to play for most of or all of the 2022 season. Now, Football Insiders, Cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. Get info, get signed up so you can get a newsletter delivered to your inbox every single day. You can get access to exclusive stories on Cleveland.com slash Browns, and you can become one of our text subscribers. All right, here we go. Our Friday Orange or Brown Talk podcast. And here we go on our Friday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast as we continue to await the results of the hearing. Uh, Deshaun Watson is having us whether he violated the personal conduct policy in Mary Kay. Um, you came up with an idea to discuss the players that a lengthy Deshaun Watson suspension would affect the most on the Browns roster. And I thought that was a good topic to throw out there today. Um, so I guess like eight games or more, obviously some of these players, a few I have in mind that like, if it were a season long suspension, it it would certainly affect them as well. So uh, we're just going to go back and forth here and discuss some players that we can think of who, who would affect, who would be most affected by a Deshaun Watson suspension. So uh, go ahead. Who do you have first? Well, I'm going to pick the low hanging fruit here (laughs) and go with Uh, Jacoby Brissett, the backup quarterback, who presumably will replace Deshaun Watson in the event that he is suspended for eight games, for 10 games, for the entire season, whatever it is. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, as far as we know, will step in there and be the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. The reason why I say as far as we know, because who knows if it is a year, what if they do pivot and decide to bring somebody else in what if they do think about hey maybe we should consider uh, possibly thinking about somebody like uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that so um, again as we've said many times before highly unlikely but not impossible so Jacoby Brissett would be uh, probably the number one player impact in the event that he has to step into the starting lineup and try to hold down the fort for this what I consider what we all think I consider Uh, is a Super Bowl caliber roster, a roster full of players expecting to do big things this year. So this is a really interesting topic on a lot of levels, because, right, obviously, just at at its base, it's Jacoby Brissett would have to start. And so that obviously affects him being a starter versus a backup. But there's also some long term ramifications here for Jacoby. And that's the fact that if he does come out, And let's say he plays well, this would sort of be his second shot to prove he can be a starter. Indianapolis gave him that two-year extension sort of out of good faith when when he was there. And then he ended up not being able to hold on to that starting job. So that was an opportunity. But, you know, if he comes out and he plays well for the Browns this year and leads them to the playoffs and shows, hey, I'm a viable starting quarterback. He's only he's only going to be 30 years old in December. There's a 
scenario where some of these teams that get left out of the draft derby decide, you know what, let's just bring in Jacoby. He, he can be a starter. He proved it in Cleveland. Yeah, it would be definitely be a prove it year for him. And, you know, sometimes as you get a little bit older, the game slows down for you. Um, you know, 30 in quarterback years is not old now. It's just not. So, um, you know, sometimes the game slows down. Sometimes you add something into your game. You get coached up by someone else. You know, now he's been around a little bit. He's been around the horn a little bit. So, you know, maybe he's learned some things along the way. Uh, maybe he's learned to take care of the ball a little bit more. Uh, and he has a, a much more talented roster than he has in some cases in his career. So um, this could be an opportunity for him to show, hey, look, let's not throw this season away just because Deshaun is gone for half the year or all of the year. And Andrew Barry has faith in this guy. And he can try to live up to that. You know, when you have somebody really believing in you like that, uh, a lot of times, you know, you rise to the occasion. And it's been that way uh, for guys like Tack McKinley and Jadavian Clowney here last year and um, and other guys that fall into that category where, you know, they show a lot of faith in you and tell you to just go out and do what you do well. And lo and behold, you're playing some of the best football of your career. And I think it could be that way with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably been sitting here listening to everybody say, well, you know, if Jacoby Brissett's starting, the Browns are going to be lucky to make the playoffs. And, and I'm sure he's been sitting here taking notes and, and remembering everything that, that everybody has said about him if, if he has to start and, and how difficult it would be for the Browns um, if, if they have to go with him instead of Deshaun Watson. So I, I don't know if, if Jacoby's a, a note taker or not, but in reality, most of these guys are, they, they hear things or somebody texts them, somebody from their family texts them something that somebody said about them. And um, lo and behold, they, uh, they remember it. All right. I'm going to go with, and this isn't necessarily a ranking. This is just, we're, we're kind of throwing out some players here because there's one that I think is more so than this, but I'm going to go a different direction and I'm going to say Nick Chubb. Uh, so Nick Chubb carried the football in 2019, 298 times. Uh, he carried it 192 in 2018, 190 in 2020. And in 2021, he carried it 228 times. He's generally, and he's had some, some years where there have been injuries, uh, but he's generally been pretty well preserved as a running back. Uh, and he hasn't had to carry the ball. You know, just as an example, Derrick Henry, in 2019 and 2020 carried it over 300 times, including 378 times in 2020. Nick Chubb, I think would actually benefit at least from a performance standpoint, if Deshaun Watson is suspended. Now he obviously does probably doesn't want that to happen, but this team would have to rely on him pretty heavily. Maybe he finally wins that rushing title. It could happen. And you're very right about that. Nick Chubb would benefit. They would run the ball more. They would go back to that uh, heavier run-oriented offense once again. Uh, now, the thing to remember, though, about Nick Chubb in this situation is if you do want to preserve him for the next how many ever years, and you do view him as a key piece of what you hope is a Super Bowl team at some point, maybe even next year when Deshaun comes back, you don't want to run him into the ground right? You want to make sure that he stays healthy for the season and beyond. 
so that's one thing that they'll take into consideration. And one thing they, one way they could do that, of course, is uh, with Kareem Hunt. We know that Kareem Hunt is coming back this year. Uh, we know that he wants to prove himself because he's in a contract year. He'd like an extension here. Um, I think they're probably going to let him play the season out. Um, but Kareem Hunt can, you know, maybe also get some more carries uh, and take a little bit of a load off of Nick Chubb. But I do think you're right. I think in general, you'll see plenty more of Nick Chubb and he'll have a chance to, to go out there and have a career season. Now, now, the flip side of this, of course, is maybe it would hurt him um, from a performance standpoint because teams wouldn't respect the passing game as much. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's the other way around. I do think one way or another, though, this is going to have a Nick, a, a, an impact on Nick Chubb, you know, either positively or negatively, at least from a performance standpoint. But the thing is, I don't know if Nick Chubb cares. I think what he cares about is winning, and that, that obviously would have hurt him. Yeah, and let me back up on, on that note a little bit on Jacoby Brissett, too. He doesn't seem like a receipt-keeping guy that much to me, right? I mean, we we only know him a little bit, but he doesn't come across as a chip-on-his-shoulder kind of guy. I think he's more of a block things out, understand the business, grounded, sort of, you know, like a cool, laid-back demeanor. I don't think he's going to be walking around super angry. I think he understands that he's not Deshaun Watson and why people would say some of the things that they say. I could be wrong about that, but he just seems like a a pretty together guy. Okay. Let's throw out another name, Mary Kay. Who do you have? I'm going to say Amari Cooper. You know, I think when the Browns uh, traded for Amari Cooper with the Cowboys, I think they really had in mind that they were going to try for Deshaun Watson or maybe even somebody else. Now, there were not a lot of options at that point. Uh, pretty much the musical chairs had had kind of stopped and, and the Browns, you know, probably were not going to be able to get a real high level quarterback unless who knows? I mean, you know, maybe they would have gone after a Matt Ryan or somebody like that if they didn't get Deshaun Watson. Uh, but I think um, once they did get Deshaun Watson, all we talked about was Deshaun to Amari, Deshaun to Amari. And we saw plenty of it in the, the practices that we watched, the OTAs and the minicamp. It was starting to look pretty good. Amari's so reliable. Uh, he can do it all. You know, he, he can be your deep threat. He can catch the underneath passes. Uh, you know, he's just really good at what he does. And when you have a quarterback like Deshaun, you can maximize the talent of an Amari Cooper and uh, especially downfield. And so therefore, um, you know, I, I think that he will be most impacted and, you know, probably not in the best way in the world. Yeah. I think maybe after Jacoby, just because Jacoby would go from backup to starter, I, th- I think Amari's probably the next in line as far as somebody who would have, uh, who be, who would be impacted and probably first, as far as who would be impacted negatively, just because mm-hmm. that passing game just isn't going to be as dynamic. Um, you know, even if Jacoby has a great year, it's just not going to be as dynamic of a downfield passing game as it would have been with Deshaun Watson. And Mm -hmm. Amari is a big part of that. And we've talked about that, or at least I I've brought it up. Like what if Amari has a big year and decides he wants a little more money? Like he would have some leverage to do that. And now if he ends up kind of getting stuck in the mud a little bit and ends up with eight or 900 receiving yards and by, by no fault of his own, that would sort of hurt his case if, if he ever wanted to go to the Browns and say, you know, I'd, I'd like to make 25 or 30 million instead of 20 million. 
Absolutely. And he, um, he has played with some really good quarterbacks in his career. You know, he has played with, and, and there have been times where he did not have, you know, Dak Prescott because of injuries and whatnot. And he still produces, he still produces a ton. Um, but for the most part, you know, he has played with the likes of Derek Carr. He's played with Dak Prescott. And, and he really thrives when he has a quarterback that can maximize his abilities. And I think everybody can't wait to see what Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper can do together. I mean, that's one of those batteries where, you, I mean, you might be able to get 15 touchdowns out of those guys together. You never know. I mean, I've seen it happen before. You know, I, I, I remember when Braylon Edwards and Derek Anderson combined for 16 touchdowns. And something like that could happen with Deshaun and Amari. So if he's out, uh, I think potentially uh, that that could hurt Amari, uh, but they'll just have to try to use him in other ways. Let him get the ball in his hands, really, and rely on his run after catch. Okay, I'm going to go with another pass catcher here and kind of for the same reasons. I'm going to go with David Njoku okay. uh, because I think a lot of the thinking has been, um, and one of the reasons the Browns paid Njoku is get him with a good quarterback um, put him in a position where he can get those eight touchdowns that, that you keep saying he can get Mary Kay with a good quarterback and he'll justify that contract. Does Jacoby playing 17 games hurt that? Does that put him again in more of that situation where he's been with, with Baker? Now, I, you know, I haven't gone back and looked to see how Jacoby uses his tight ends. If he, if he relies on his tight ends, maybe it would actually help David a little bit because, you know, he'd, he'd want to throw to that tight end a little more, but I think it probably hurts David and Joku because we were finally going to get a chance to see him play with an elite quarterback. And, you know, as we wait for the suspension, it just might not happen until 2023. Yeah. And you know what, Dan, we did not tell each other our list of the top five players that we felt would be most impacted either negatively or positively uh, by a lengthy suspension on the part of Deshaun Watson. And David Njoku was number five on my list. So he did make the list too. And for all the exact reasons that you're mentioning, how many times have we said, look what David Njoku is expected to do this year now with, uh, with Deshaun Watson. And it's one of the major reasons why they are paying him more than $13 million a year which so many people were like, what are you doing, Cleveland Browns? That's too much. Um, but certainly not too much if he is getting those eight touchdown catches that I have always said that he is capable of, of getting, and, and maybe even more. But certainly, uh, I believe, eight in the right situation. And I think that Deshaun will be so much better you know, in the red zone. I think there were times uh, when Baker in the red zone, you know, he just didn't have the touch on his passes at times. Uh, you know, he, he sort of had one speed in the red zone. And instead of, you know, being able to, you know, send a little, you know, whatever, a little floater, take a little bit of English off the ball or something like that. Uh, he often overthrew it into the red zone, threw it too hard. Guys would drop it. Um, and, I, and Deshaun's not going to do that. He, he can vary his ball speed, his arm angles, and do all those cool things because his arm talent is so darn good. Now, Baker's accurate at times, and he's got a very strong arm, but that's different than arm talent, incredible arm talent. And I think that is what Deshaun has. That's where he has him beat uh, by, a, by a mile. 
And that's where I think David Njoku would have benefited down in the red zone and in the end zone. So, um, so I think that, um, you know, we'll have to see what Jacoby can do in that regard. Um, but I definitely think that, that he would have lived up to his expectations with okay. Deshaun. Okay. Let's take a break and then we'll go through some more players that could be impacted by a lengthy, uh, Deshaun Watson suspension. And we are back on the Orange Brown Talk podcast. Mary Kay, who else do you have on your list? I have actually a defensive player next on my list. Oh, see, I I do too. I'm wondering if we have the same person. I bet we do. I bet we have the same person. There are a couple candidates though. There are. So even though I think this is number five on our list, right? This is the fifth player we have discussed. You can you can add one in after me if you want to, <laughs> if it's not the same one. So anyways, my guy, the defensive guy that I think would, will be the most impacted is Miles Garrett. Was He wasn't your guy, I can tell by the look of your was, face. That was not the name I was thinking of, but he was, sort, he was one of the names I was considering. Okay, well, we'll, we'll hear, hear about that after, after we kick around Miles for a minute. And the reason why I chose Miles Garrett here is because he has super high expectations for the Cleveland Browns. He's had those for a couple of years now. He knows that there's sort of a small window where all these guys are in their prime and they can get to the Super Bowl. He knows the window is open now and that he's in the prime of his career. That's why they're paying him the enormous bucks to be here right now so that he can help get this team to the Super Bowl. He was not happy last year with the level of quarterback play at all. And he was as happy as anyone uh, that they went out and got an elite quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Again, just from a football standpoint, you know, we know that he has put the blinders on and he, he is keeping staying in his lane as far as the off the field stuff. And he is not going to concern himself with that. He's going to go by what he sees on the field and in the locker room and whatnot. And he's on team Deshaun Watson for right now, especially. So uh, I think it matters to him. I think it matters to him a lot, almost to the point where if he's not happy with who is at quarterback, that he will be vocal about that to somebody in the organization. And he, I mean, he was, I don't want to say he was vocal about it last year, but I think you could tell reading between the lines that he was not thrilled um, with the way the quarterback was playing last year, with the way the offense was playing last year, once the defense kind of got itself in order, um, you know, he he kind of he wanted the offense to to kind of carry the the load there a little bit and help them out. When they go to Baltimore and they force four turnovers, you know, he wants to uh, he wants to make sure the offense is doing their part. Uh, and, and look, we've we've used this phrase before. If this ends up being a lost season. That's just another one for Miles, right? You know, he was drafted in 2018. 2019 was supposed to be a good year. It didn't happen. 2021 was supposed to be a good year. It didn't happen. All he's really had is 2020. But for him personally, that was a lost year because uh, he he got COVID and it kind of derailed that season. His money's going to start to kick in this year. He's going to count more against the cap coming up in 2023. He's getting closer and closer to 30. Like, I think Miles is going to play, you know, he's he's a guy who can be productive well into his thirties if he wants to play that long. But I mean, he's, he's kind of getting to that point where he's been in the league long enough. It's like, come on, let's, let's do something here. Yes, you're exactly right. And you know, I've had people 
um, you know, so, sort of close to Miles say, you know, nobody wants this to be sort of a Joe Thomas situation for him where you have a Hall of Fame caliber player on your football team and they're not going anywhere because the football team doesn't have a quarterback. Now, of course, this will be temporary and they should still have a chance to reach those Super Bowls in future years if Deshaun can get back on the field, if he is suspended for the whole year and can get back next year. Um, the Browns are hoping to pick it right back up and achieve all of those goals. Um, but certainly, Miles is the kind of player and the caliber of player uh, that you know would really like to have the team's success, not just the individual success, uh, that great players are often characterized by. And, you know, I hate to throw this is completely and totally 100% speculative, but I mean, do you really see Miles Garrett playing football till he's 38 years old? No, I, I mean, I, really I, don't. I, I could see him being that competitive and just saying, yes, I want to do it and just chase it. But like, he just doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to bang his head against offensive linemen until he's close to 40. No. And he always said, you know, that he would probably play somewhere around 10 years. And by the time he finishes this contract, uh, I think those 10 years could possibly be up. And I, and I think it will have something to do with what the team has, has accomplished and achieved and who the quarterback is and what the outlook would be going forward at that point. Uh, he would have to know that a Super Bowl is on the horizon. That's important to him and will become increasingly so. Okay, so here was my defensive player that I had in mind. I did have Miles Garrett in the back of my mind, but the main one I was thinking was Jadavian Clowney. Mm -hmm. Did you have him on your list? I did. I did not have. I didn't have him in the top five because I chose sort of Miles over him. But I did have him. I do have him written down right here on my little piece of paper that nobody can see. (laughs) Um, But I have Jadavian Clowney written down for the obvious reasons that you are about to state. Right. So he came back to Cleveland, one-year deal. He told us very bluntly that he was going to go where Deshaun Watson went. And somebody even followed up like, so if Deshaun would have gone to Atlanta, you would have gone to Atlanta. And and Clowney basically said he probably would have. Um, So he followed Deshaun Watson. He's played with Deshaun Watson. He he talked about um, what it was like to play with him and how he understands that you know, as a defensive player with him at quarterback, you're going to have opportunities to really get after the passer because you're going to have leads. Um, the offense is going to be on the field a long time. There's, you know, it's going to keep you rested and ready to go. So he's very excited about playing with Deshaun Watson. And there's a scenario now, like if Deshaun has suspended eight games, then I would, I would take Clowney off this list. But if he is out for the year, like that's it. He signed a one-year deal and he's, now he risks, you know, maybe he comes back and signs another one-year deal. Who knows? But it just becomes more of a question mark. Well, this is such a great choice. And I did go back and forth. Do I go Miles? Do I go Jadavian? And maybe you did the same thing. Uh, I went back and forth between the two of them. But such a strong case uh, for, for Jadavian to be uh, in our top five for all of those reasons. You're exactly right. He would not be here right now if not for Deshaun Watson. It's why he came back. And he was one of those guys that wasn't happy last year for the defensive guys to go out there consistently uh, get, you know, get their offense back on the field and watch nothing happen for them consistently to hold opponents to like 16 points or less, which they did plenty of times. 
and to have the offense not be able to come through, not be able to score. It was very frustrating for those guys. And they know what they have to do. I've seen other defenses that are, that are in this situation. They know, and they say all the right things. They say, oh, we just have to play better. We just have to get more takeaways. We just have to score ourselves. But that gets old, <laughs> right? Right. It gets old saying that. You want to see Justin Herbert out there taking it downfield and throwing a touchdown pass when, when you're on the sidelines with your hands on your hips and you're huffing and puffing. That's what you want. Um, so, yes, he is uh, right up there with Miles in terms of what they want. Two former number one overall picks at the point in their career, multi-pro bowlers. They want Super Bowls now. They want a good quarterback. Yeah, and then again, just that whole idea of like, Deshaun was one of the reasons he signed here and came back. It's like, oh, so now he might not be here for you. That kind of, <laughs> yeah, that certainly has an impact. Um, who else did you have on your list? Should we miss you anybody? Know what? I you mean, know we, what? Could, we could say almost any pass catcher. Right, right. And, you know, there were there were guys I considered, you know, at first I was thinking, uh, but I don't know how much of an impact he'll make. But a guy like Anthony Schwartz, your downfield guy, you know, how much are you going to be able to use him? Um, but, you know, for the most part, I think we covered the, the main guys. Do you think we're forgetting anybody? I don't, but there is one name that we should throw out, and it's not a player, but it's Kevin Stefanski. Mm, yes. So, I, I mean, I think we, I think I specifically said players, but I mean, Kevin Stefanski is probably, could, could you make the case he's the most affected by a suspension? Because mm. it, it changes the expectations, right? Yes. You go from being a team that, and, and coaches want these expectations. So you go from being a team that can go win the Super Bowl to a team that, you know, you're, you're kind of just trying to get into the tournament and see what happens. Right. Um, you, you know, you're, you think you finally have your quarterback and now you might not. It, it sort of changes the trajectory for Kevin. It changes the trajectory probably for some people on his coaching staff. I, I think it affects, we, we could even just say the entire offensive coaching staff. Right. Uh, if we wanted to. Yeah, you're right. You make a great case here that, you know, that it could be, uh, Kevin Stefanski most impacted by anybody in the organization by this because he's the one that has to go out and try to coach this team to the playoffs without Deshaun Watson and with Jacoby Brissett who um, he's 14 I think 14 and 23 in his career again you know hasn't had super great teams around him uh, like he will this time uh, but I think it's going to be a tall order to try to navigate through this season if Deshaun is gone for the whole season. <laughs> and if he's not, then, as we mentioned before, then he's got to work with two different quarterbacks, two different styles of offense. And so it's almost like you're going to have two different seasons. And then when Deshaun does come back, he will not have necessarily been around with the team practicing or going to meetings or anything like that for most of it or whatever they decide. Uh, so he's going to have to kind of get him back up to speed, help him knock off the rust, figure out how to call plays for him, figure out what he likes. Deshaun will have to get comfortable with everybody. Deshaun will have to get um, his head back in the game and put those blinders on himself. So, yes, this is this is huge uh, for Kevin Stefanski. That is why they hired an unflappable ice in his veins coach who can handle a lot of different things. He can multitask. He can pivot. He handled COVID. 
there's been a lot of adversity that's gone on on this team. I mean, you know, last year, and of course they didn't make the playoffs, um, but last year was a season of adversity where not only do you have your ex, you know, star receiver bolting midway through the season, but your quarterback is calling you out for your play calling and he's basically not in your corner. And there is internal strife in that regard. So he's been through a lot already. This season will challenge him. And, uh, you know, we, we keep talking about Jacoby. I mean, look, like Jacoby's fine. You know, we're not sitting here saying Jacoby's like a terrible quarterback. He's fine. He's, you know, a year of Jacoby Brissett, if the Browns have an entire training camp to prepare for him, I think Kevin can get them to nine wins, 10 wins. Like it could happen. I mean, look what happened in 2020 with COVID and Baker. They That start of the season for Baker was not very good. And we all remember that Pittsburgh game. It was right before that the Cincinnati game. We were wondering if it was time to bench Baker. And then he comes out and has a great second half of the season. They make the playoffs. So Kevin can make it work as if he has that full training camp with Jacoby Brissett. But it's just another challenge. Yeah. And, you know, he, he wasn't the head coach at this time. But the Minnesota Vikings made it work uh, with Case Keenum. They made it work with Case Keenum when Sam Bradford went down. And um, Case Keenum went, I think, 11-3 and that year in Minnesota and took them to the NFC Championship game. So, uh, you know, he has experience in, in being intimately involved in a situation like that where you really have to turn it over to a quarterback that not everybody would consider to be an elite quarterback and go out there and craft an offense uh, where you can go and win football games. So I think he will be able to find a way to do it. Okay. So I think that's everybody, right? And any other, I don't know, Cade York, because field position won't be as good. <laughs> I mean, we, we could come up. I mean, it is, we could go through and, and probably find like, a bunch of obscure guys. I mean, this does have a ripple effect. It kind of goes through the roster in a lot of ways. It really does. It really does. I mean, we, like we were kidding before we did this podcast that we could turn it into a draft. I mean, you know, we just, (laughs) we could draft anything. We could draft, you know, different kinds of hot dogs or something. Um, So yeah, we could have turned this into a draft, you know, a 20 player draft if we wanted to. And you know what? Hey, who knows this? The off season is young. Maybe we'll still do that. But um but yeah, I think we pretty much covered it, and uh, and I think we hit the highlights. All right, so stay tuned for the hot dog draft. That'll be coming up here <laughs> later in July. Um, if there's ever a slow time in this offseason, we'll do the hot dog draft. Um, <laughs> that'll do it now for the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. Just make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen, and on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate and review us. And then also uh, make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber, cleveland.com slash browns, the blue banner at the top of the page to get info and get signed up. Mary Kay, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good.